Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast for your engaged with the Game Pass Collection. Well, not this time. Uh, we are bringing a side quest episode, but it may eventually come to Game Pass, hopefully. Uh, lost my train of thought. <laughs> Perfect. Good start. Good start. Uh, I am the warrior of this episode, Andrew, with me. The one who always asks you to run him through a dungeon and then doesn't really pay attention and just sits in the back and kind of eats snacks and then ends up getting killed by a random demon and then complains that he's dead and you have to run all the way back and revive him. Keith. Hello. <laughs> and with us returning our special guest, Aaron, my brother. Uh, I, Welcome. I would prefer to be referred to as the treasure goblin. That would be my preference. The guy that if you kill me, I just drop a bunch of crappy loot. Uh, but you know what? Fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll just be Aaron, I guess. Actually, it's a good point. I feel like I've gotten nothing good from a treasure goblin. Only once. Only one. I've probably seen, I would say at this point, I've probably seen about 10. And I think only one has dropped a, a sacred legendary for me. I don't even think I used it, but at least was something. But if you can't tell, uh, this week we decided to play Diablo 4. Well, I, I say decided, but we've all played, what, like 50 hours in this game already? And it's like, man, how can we not do an episode on this? Yeah, I mean, this is like a this is a tried and true classic for for all three of us here. Um, yep. We all grew up on the series. Uh, uh, this game is obviously taking over the world right now, so it's not like oh, this came out of nowhere. It's obviously all over the place at this point. But uh, all three of us, if you were to guess collectively, how many hours do you think we we would have accumulated on Diablo two at this point? Oh, Diablo two. Diablo oh, two. Man. Do you think? Do you think 200 hours is out of the question? No. No, no I think it's very, very likely. I think it's very likely, too. How I many, feel like I right. probably spent 200 hours on it, like, I don't know, our summer vacation of whatever. I call, it the, I call it the summer of Diablo. Me and Andrew used to have to yep. take turns on the PC because we only had yes. one PC that played Diablo, so we had to switch off and on on it. I would go over and, to... And that computer was literally never off. No. It, it was on yeah, from so. the morning we from the moment we woke up to the time when we went to bed and probably even after that I'm, sh- I'm sure our parents went to bed and, and we were still playing Diablo at that point um, uh, oh yeah that they during got that summer played Diablo when you guys went to bed yeah, yeah. like yeah. I, it was legitimately kind of like almost a 24-hour rotation because you generally wouldn't stay up so you would be early yeah. play Diablo come later in the afternoon when you're getting tired I would take over and essentially play majority of the night if not all the night and then you would get up and you would get on and just rinse and repeat. And I think okay. I would pretty much just play with Aaron until he went to bed. And then I would continue playing with Andrew until yeah. I finally went to bed. Then I'd get up and probably start playing with Aaron again. So, yeah, probably all just all right. follow that cycle with you guys. So here's the next question. Between all three of us here, how many copies of the Diablo series have we purchased at this point? <laughs> Two. <laughs> I think I only bought one of Diablo 2, I think. No, I, I bought might, two. This was, this was back in the day. I think you could kind of get away with spoofing keys, and I might have gotten one for my brother because he was in the army, so that was back in, like, the torrent days. Where Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. gosh knows where I got that. But I think I, I did buy my own. I didn't buy Diablo 3 originally, actually. I still, well, used my roommates on Xbox but did eventually buy it. So yeah, I think just once for all of it, although twice technically, I guess for, for Diablo four, but that's all another story. I bought two Diablo twos. I bought one for our, for PC. I then bought one much later on when I was in college because we thought we could all land it in 
our house. Um, yep. That didn't last very long. Everybody kind of gave up on it pretty quickly, except for me. Um, I bought a PC just so I could play Diablo 3, and then I bought Diablo 3 when it came out on Xbox. So that's twice there, and then this one. I don't think we ever owned Diablo 1. I know I've played it. No, we didn't. We, we definitely eagerly downloaded yeah. uh, Diablo 1. It was not as Because during good. that time, we were too young, and it was an M-rated game. And yeah, there was no way our parents were letting us play it. So I remember, yeah, we illegally downloaded it and uh, had to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, I, we, did you we have obviously it, a ton of memories here. Yeah, it was fine. It's one dungeon. Cause, well, because I didn't really yeah. remember playing it, but it was interesting. I was recently watching someone who did a know, like a 10-minute breakdown of each one, one through four. And, and they actually described the first one as a little bit more of like a survival RPG. Like, yeah. It's kind of interesting yeah. and almost would be kind of a fun aspect to bring back in some ways. But yeah, I think it was more a product of the, the lack of technology at that point. But Because if I remember, so Tristam, the main town in Diablo 1 and 2 and 3, if I... Tristram's still in Diablo 3, but not in this one. Nah, Tristram's gone in 3. But if I remember, it's like a giant tower, and you're going down the tower into hell, is what it is. So it's essentially one dungeon, but it's... It's not a tower, it's a church. You go into a church that goes down. Oh no, it was a tower. And then I think there was a church. There's technically kind of three dungeons, because then eventually hell opens up in Tristram, which is like a fiery split like chasm that you go into. Yeah. All, all that to say, we have obviously a, a deep and rich history with this series of games. Would you say that this game, I'm sorry, and I'm taking your hosting duties here. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> just, would, you, would you say <laughs> the audacity. that this is your favorite game series of all time? No. What is for you? Um, Mass Effect. That's a... That's an okay answer. That's an okay answer. I wouldn't say it's a great answer. What about you, Keith? <laughs> See, I'm glad someone else comes on to this podcast and tells Andrew his answers aren't good. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I. It's hard to say because you putting me on the spot, and I don't want to say you kind of like back me in a corner with all the the history we talk about with it. Because now I feel like, in so many ways, yes, because of my deep history with it. That was the whole point. I, it's basically I tried to show us that we're all obsessed with it, and then I had to force you to have to say you don't like it the most. And, and that's the thing is I'm like, I'm trying to come up with another game or game series that I could and like, civilization. Yeah, maybe, but not like, I wouldn't that's say that crazy, that's my favorite though. game, but I wouldn't call that my favorite game over Diablo. I, I would rather play Diablo than I would rather play civilization. And I love civilization. I just, I would, I would rather play Diablo and I like, and again, like maybe like I love the Forza horizon series, but like, I set that in its own category because it's a racing game, especially. So yeah, I just, I guess I would say so. I think I would say, yeah, I guess you, you trapped me Aaron. you got it. I, I see. I would, I, I would, even though I don't yes. play it as much, I would still say Starcraft or world of, or and world and Warcraft and or world of Warcraft. And for, and for you, I think those answers make sense. And now Aaron's going to tell us it's the teenage mutant Ninja Turtles series for him. Um, obviously, I, no, this is. I would. I would agree that this. Oh, I wouldn't agree because you guys both did not say this. But I would say that this is my favorite series of of games because it. it more than Call of Duty. I would say more than Call of Duty. I, I, I would think I. I'm actually. I'm more excited when a new Diablo game comes out than I am obviously when a Call of Duty comes out. And I'm. I'm. We're talking. Well, that's kind of hard to compare. It is hard because to compare. A, a Call of Duty comes out every year, and a Diablo doesn't. All right, and like, and. There is a little bit of 
of a little bit of cloudiness here because Call of Duty has been down since Modern Warfare. It just has not been the same series that I've enjoyed because you guys don't play those games, but I'll play them. And I'll play them by myself every single night, and I generally have a good time, but I don't do that anymore. But Diablo, I think, even when it's not good, like there's an argument to be made that Diablo 3 was not a very good game at launch. I still loved it. Like, I still had a blast with that game and still think of that very fondly, even though the, how the game ended compared to how it started were two different products. Um, and I just think overall, I think I spend the most amount of hours, if you go back cumulatively, this is probably, I, I mean, I don't know. I've probably, I've spent some insane hours on Call of Duty, but still, I would say I, I enjoy this the most. This is the most fun. But I feel like it, it's crazy because I, I, or one of the crazy things is, if, if before I had looked at my time, I was like, yeah, I've easily put probably 20, 30 hours in this game, but I had double that. And, and it doesn't feel like that because time just erases when I play yeah. Diablo. And that's, and that's one of those things about it overall. But I think one of the reasons that I, I think I love it so much is when you look back really outside of Diablo one, the whole series, it's, they, they really figured it out in Diablo two. And mm-hmm. Well, the product has changed and tweaked and maybe not been its best at points, like you said, at Diablo 3, it was still at its core Diablo 3. You still mm-hmm. had everything that you wanted out of that game, just maybe not perfectly. So, yeah. See, and see, I wouldn't say Diablo is my favorite because I just generally do not like Activision Blizzard as a company so much no. that as much as I'm enjoying this game, I'm still nervous. So, like, I played the beta, like, during with Diablo 4, I played the beta, and I was like, this is a very fun game. But I think this the company is just so gross. I'm just waiting for the ball drop of just how gross of monetization can happen. So I'm waiting for season one to happen, and, you know, they keep saying, oh, everything's cosmetic, nothing's pay to win, but they've said that, you know, with the Diablo mobile game and, and other instances. Like, they're just, it's not, they're not a good company. They're very greedy. So that's why I'm hoping Microsoft acquires them. I feel like Microsoft might do a better job and fix some of the corporate greed that goes on with them. But, you know, you never know. But I don't know. Like, and that's what scares me. Like season one at the time of this recording, season one hasn't dropped yet. Um, You know, we're we're still just in the preseason, whatever you want to call it. And I like what's here. I like that the shop's just cosmetic. The cosmetics are crazy expensive. I don't know why anyone would spend money on them, but. I'm sure there are some people, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, just the company itself. Cause like when you're saying with Diablo three, when Diablo three came out, it, it was gross. Like the things they were doing with the shop and stuff like that. And yes, I agree with you. I still had fun with it, but it just lost its magic. All right. We're going to, we're going to get a little bit deep into the weeds here, but do you remember why Diablo three, when it launched, I wouldn't say that the decisions that were being made were gross. It was clearly a direct response to the economic issues of Diablo 2. So again, we're going to get deep into the weeds here. But in Diablo 2, there was a currency that was not gold. It was a specific ring, the, the Stone of Jordans or SOJs. That is how you traded was in this very rare ring. Nobody actually ever wore the ring. You used it as a trading currency. So when Diablo 3 came out, its way of trying to address that was, well, you can put items on a real-world auction house and you can personally make money from it. If anything, it wasn't greedy. It was actually allowing people to make the money. The problem actually wasn't that it was a greed issue. It wasn't gross. 
The problem was is that loot dropped so little in the game that everybody just went to the shop to go purchase things because it just wasn't balanced right. And then they end up just getting rid of the thing completely because it was not well, working. It, and that's 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 how why I would say it's corporate greed. Because if they did care, they would have just increased the drop rate. That's all they you had did. to do. But they didn't want to do that. But no, not really. Because then it would oversaturate the market and then people weren't making money. But even by the time this, the market closed, things were still like hundreds of dollars to buy these items. So if you remember, because here was, I remember this specifically as a problem. If I wanted an item, I went to the auction house and you could choose to sell it for real world dollars or for in-game gold. I would have, Which nobody did. I would always <laughs> buy with in-game gold. And you know what the biggest problem with it was? All I had to do was look for the item that had the perfect role. And I would purchase that one. So instead of when you play Diablo, you might get an item that's kind of good, but it's just, it doesn't have the perfect stats for you yet. So it's like, ah, uh, where I could just go in the store, be like, oh, that's the one, got it. And it was very, I almost did all of my loot grabbing very early on just by going through the store there or putting my stuff in the store. And yeah. it just didn't, it didn't work. And they eventually got rid of that actually fairly quickly. They got rid of that whole system fairly quickly because it clearly no, was, didn't. was not. No, it, it, it was just the, the market stayed there. It, it, no longer. It stayed until the expansion came out. Are That's when sure? they got rid of it. I am 98% sure. Well, okay. Technically like a month or two before the expansion came out, it was a, a big patch that fixed a lot of things in anticipation to the expansion. I guarantee you. I, re I do remember I, that. I just don't remember using it for very long. Like I remembered not using it after that. And I don't know why I wouldn't have if that was just the easiest way to get gear. Yeah. No, because I always remember it's a very Blizzard thing. Oh, wow. Uh, they did it with World of Warcraft a lot too. Whenever an expansion was coming out, they always had a very big quality of life patch that would come about a month before the expansion to like anticipate and change some of the mechanics for the expansion sure. that's coming out. So that's what they did. I remember they did that with Diablo by getting rid of the, Andrew, the market. Andrew was spot on. It was, it was released in 2011 with the game. Um, it wasn't until a year and a half after launch that Blizzard finally announced that it would close it. And it finally came to a close on March, 2014. That's crazy. Yeah. I do not remember it going that long. I, I thought it was like six Same. months and everyone stopped using it. I just remember it wasn't like a thing people were using or even talking about. It was hot at the beginning and then it just stopped. Yeah. But uh, we're like 15 minutes ahead. I don't think we've even talked Diablo no. 4 yet. <laughs> this is real deep Diablo talking. This is for true fans of Diablo. I mean, yeah. D Diablo. But for the people who are just interested sure. in the okay. series, what a. Is that, is that go what go ahead. Is? Go ahead. Lead us, lead us into Diablo th <laughs> 3 talk or Diablo 4 talk. 4. Uh, so people are wondering uh, why Liz isn't here. Uh, I tried getting Liz into this game. She just did not care for it. We were, I got it to like level 15 and she's like, meh, and, which is weird. I feel like this game has everything she likes. Uh, she's, we're going to keep, I'm going to keep playing with her. But the difficult thing I'm going to say, so with uh, Diablo, since me and Liz have two separate Xboxes, usually we can like share games in Game Pass. That's why we're able to kind of do things kind of on the cheap end. But when it comes to Diablo 4, each person physically has to own a copy. So Liz and can play with me. We do couch co-op, but it's a lot more difficult for her to play video games when we're just doing couch co-op. So she'll be back. She just skipped this episode, but Diablo four, the story of Diablo four, you of course are playing one of the five classes, barbarian, rogue, druid, sorceress, and necro. 
and you are kind of a lone stranger wandering the wilderness, get attacked by demons, and you end up getting wrapped up in this huge mystery of a new demon that has appeared on Sanctuary, the world that you're in. Her name is Lilith. She's the daughter of hatred, and she is essentially trying to get to hell and take her father's place as one of the prime evils. But so going around before we begin, what class did everyone pick? I did a barbarian. Absolutely loved the barbarian. I, I feel like most people kind of are like, eh, about the barbarian. I know for me, cause it's just, it's like the most generic class in almost any sort of action RPG. Like there's always some sort of fighty dude. And so I feel like a lot of people are turned off with the barbarian, but I think the barbarian is just a ton of fun. But what did you guys pick? I was definitely, I definitely shied away from the barbarian for that. Cause I was just like, I don't know. I don't want to have the running smack guy. Um, seems to be kind of boring sometimes so i went with the necromancer but historically i i love the necro in diablo 2 so i was just i was ready to get out there with my black parade and and yeah <laughs> that's that's a my chemical romance for everyone just yeah in, in case you i think they get the that. reference keith i think they get the i don't reference. know it's not good you have to explain the joke keith. yeah it's pretty rough i i i went with the rogue uh mostly because in these types of games typically like the heavy damage guys are typically either the sorceress or the rogue um i thought i'd be it seems like the rogue i don't know if this is true i i know blizzard did release the numbers on what was the most popular character um sorceress yeah i know the sorceress was but i think the rogue was pretty low on that list um and so i kind of want to just take the one that i thought was was going to be lower on the popularity scale so um i went with the rogue because it fits your personality, you're just very unpopular. Yeah, I just like to uh, I like to feel like I can relate to my character, and if they're unpopular, it's just you know that's how I feel inside. So it's yeah, perfect combo for me. I guess I uh, same for me. So as, saying, <laughs> uh, so as I say, so as I say with the story with the uh, Diablo Four, very basic. There's a big bad demon trying to destroy or try to get more powerful in the world, and you're trying to stop her. Uh, what did you guys think of the story of Diablo four? So as Aaron has already put out, we, all of us have a long history of Diablo. And so I understand quite a bit of the references in what's kind of going on in the world of Diablo four, but I'm not going to lie. I think the story of the overall and the lore of Diablo is getting all over the place. I, I, I will admit I am not someone who is a hundred percent reading all the text and dialogue and all that stuff. But from what I've played of all the Diablos, I feel like the story is just kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, this one, if you go back to other Diablos, all the Diablos are kind of the same concept. It's the kind of the same concept. Demon or Satan shows up. You have to fight back and eventually go into hell or at least in Diablo 3 into heaven. And yeah, which is weird. Ultimately kill off off. uh Diablo. Ultimately, that's it. You're, you're, you're going after Satan. This one was different. I will give them that. It at least plays out, but it gets really complicated at certain points. Um, and I would say the ending is really muddy. Like, really muddy. Uh, yeah. So I, I was like, wait, what is happening why is she getting into a portal with him? What just, what was that? What yeah. just happened? And then the ending, it's clearly setting up. They already said they, I think they planned on two expansions for this game. 
Um, So clearly it sets up where those expansions are going to go. But I was like, what just happened? I don't understand what that was. Uh, So yes, different and longer, way longer than any other Diablo game's been in the past. But I wouldn't necessarily say that like, wow, that was really incredible. I can't believe it did that. I, I know that it tries to set up some complicated, how do I need to feel about this guy? Is that person really bad or are they actually good? It tries that type of stuff, but at the end of it, it just, I don't even think it matters. I mean, I, I we always joke about me in the story, right? But it, I don't know. And in an ARPG like Diablo, and I think especially Diablo, I've always known, uh, you know, evil demon, evil demon go dead. Uh, I get loot. That's that's like it's Halo for me in that sense. You know, space man kill go shoot. demon. They explode like a pinata. Exactly, and and that's all I ever focus on. And it be and I think it's because ultimately this game has such a detail to the loot and the importance of all of that detail. I'm like I will graze past the story and I'll, I'll catch a little bit here and there. I watched all of the cutscenes in Diablo Four because well we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I just I. I, I don't really know the story of most Diablos, despite the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours that I have dedicated my life to them. Yeah. Like, I don't remember much the story of Diablo 1. I remember a lot of Diablo 2. I thought Diablo 2's story was actually really cool, uh, including the expansion. Diablo 3, I remember a good chunk of it. And then with Diablo 4, it's like kind of like, I understand what's going on. Just like a lot of the nuanced stuff is just like what's irritating me. Because I specifically remember in Diablo 2, like you, the whole purpose is you're killing the demons and you're getting their soul stone. That is the thing that possesses their soul. And at the end, you, you know, go into hell and there's this big anvil that specifically can only this anvil can destroy the soul stones, destroying the demons forever. But of course, in 3, they're like, well, they can't be destroyed forever or we can't have a game. Yeah. So. I don't know how they come back, but they come back. And then it's going on with this one and the fourth one where they're like, yeah, we need to trap this person in a soul stone. But it's like, well, what's the point? And what's the point of killing them? Because you killed all the demons in the second one, but you're in hell and they're kind of there. So it's like, is anyone dying? Like, like even at the end, I mean, you fight a big, the big bad demon. And it's just like, well, are they dead? Like, because even then you're killing a demon on the world. I can't remember his actual name. I just remember him called the Duke of Char. You kill him, but then he's in hell. So it's just like, am I even killing people? Or are they just moving around? Like, what, what's going on? Like, I don't get it. I don't know. So stuff like that is just like what irritates me. I just know that I, I got better loot. So that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say, do you, I was hoping Liz could be on this because so obviously we know a lot of kind of past stories and stuff like that. Do you think the story is confusing for newcomers? Yes. 100%. I mean, yeah, especially if you're coming straight into Diablo four. Yeah. I, and that, I, I agree too. Like I do kind of wish this game lacked a little bit of like a prequel video. Cause even too, I, by the end, who is your character? And the third one, the whole purpose of your character, you find out you're the Nephilim. You're essentially a crossbreed between a demon and an angel. So you're kind of a superhuman in this one. It's like, are you just like a random Joe Schmo that just, ate a demon's blood petals. I know that was a weird phrase, but it's legitimately what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Ba- 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 basically, yeah, that's kind of it because your kind of one hidden trait is that you can kind of see things that Lilith is doing because you ate the blood petals. Um, 
I, I will say, though, I mean, just as a caveat, if you're somebody that has never played a Diablo game, I mean, you've already heard us talk way too much about other Diablo games, but if you've gotten to this point, you're like, oh, crap, the story is going to suck. Well, I'm not going to go watch it, or I, I won't understand it. I don't, as Keith has pointed out, I don't think you need to know the story. You could absolutely pick up this game and have just as much fun as we're having with it uh, without knowing what happened in Diablo 3, what happened in Diablo 2. You don't need to know that. In fact, I don't even know if these games... Even though you're right, Andrew, that you kind of do need to play Diablo 2 and 3 to understand what's happening in Diablo 4, they're not actually all that connected, though. That's the weird part. But the yeah. mechanics of what's happening, like you said, Soul Stones, you'd have no clue what's kind of happening with a Soul Stone if you haven't played previous games uh, before. But that that type of stuff is weird mechanics that are happening in the story that you, would, you wouldn't completely understand. Yeah, especially because if you look at it and you're like, oh, demons, all that, and maybe this is like some sort of like Christian Catholic base. Really, it's very, yeah. it's like demons and angels. That's about the closest it comes to like any actual religion. I mean, names and stuff are used, but it's like I always used to think about that. I'm like, and I would like try to piece it in because you know we all grew up in church and all of this, and so I like I was like, wait, none of this is anything I ever learned, and you know I obviously <laughs> learned that it was not connected in that way so if you're coming new to this and you have this like picture of it well it's not that it is not uh yeah so that's why i would say like you don't need to play the other diablos to know what's going on it'll help there's definitely a lot of lore and stuff that are going on that you're probably like what the heck's going on but as far as the newcomer all you need to know is yeah there's angels there's demons they hate each other there's a big bad demon who wants to do bigger badder things so you're trying to stop her that's essentially all you really kind of need to know. Mm-hmm. But there's, as far as understanding like who the Haradrim are, what's going on with soul stones, wh- what is sanctuary, what's the eternal conflict? Like these are things that it's like, yeah, if you played the previous games, like you kind of understand what's going on. But I, I will say, I don't think you need to know. Would it make you just a good know, TV show? Bad guy, I need to kill him. No, mm-hmm. like, like, well, like actually, in Game of Thrones style, you have like it would be like a party of of like no, five of not each. Game of Thrones. No, no, no. Well, no, I'm no. just saying like if Game they, of Thrones if, in terms of like big fantasy fires and beasts and things like that if they did a tv show absolutely i think it would be good but i don't know if you guys have seen castlevania on netflix i love it it's, that's exactly what i thought it is so good i said it, this would be great castlevania that. i bet this would be yeah. good in that same style i was thinking the same thing yeah oh my gosh if you haven't seen castlevania on netflix it is so good yeah. oh that was such a good show uh but yeah if they if they went like an anime Style, yeah, I think they could do a really good Diablo show. I could yeah. do that. I would not um, go live action with this. I think it would look cheesy if it went yeah. live action. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It just right. because right. not only that would be too expensive. True. Because like true. if you're like that's always the issue, especially with like The Last of Us just came out. Like I, I've been I played The Last of Us recently, and yeah, the game like there's a ton of clickers. So I saw the show before I played the game and I was like, oh, you know, clickers aren't that much of a thing in the game. No, the show just didn't want to pay for them because it was really expensive. And so that's the thing when you're dealing with some sort of creature or costumes, like people don't want to pay for that money. True. So yeah, just make it animated and it'd be, it'd be really good. That's fair. Yeah. I take that. But, uh, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, as we said overall with the gameplay, you know, you're starting off as a character level one. Max level is 100. And you are essentially just going through all the acts, following the story fighting demons, getting loot, getting stronger so you can fight harder demons with bigger baddies to get better loot and rinse and repeat. So anyone who has not played a Diablo game, as you know, some people have been kind of complaining about with online. I mean, heck, I'll even complain about it a little bit. Diablo at its base core is just a grind. 
It is, but it's a fun grind. You're going in, you're do, getting stronger skills, you're getting better abilities, you're fighting bigger, stronger demons that have other skills that you need to try to kind of counter. You need to avoid their animation so you don't take damage. And it's just rinse and repeat. Get stronger to get better loot. How well do you think it worked in... So we've talked about, obviously, since we played a lot of Diablo. So as this game came out, how do you think the loot is in Diablo 4? How'd they do? I've... I've it's been great and the biggest reason is there's just so many opportunities for it there you know now that they've introduced this you know always online mmo aspect to it where you have world events and world bosses and legion events and hell tides and pvp and just there's so many ways that i can collect loot that i'm like i just i i don't want to say overwhelmed because I'm, I'm so excited to just do all of them but i i i don't know i just yeah i, I want to do it all yeah. Now your question is specific to loot. Do you mean? I, I should say, how's the grind? The, okay. Just, how about the, the gameplay loop? I at this point, this is the best version of a quote-unquote end game of any Diablo game. Now, if I log on right now, there might be an event that I, an Legion event I can go play. There might be a world boss that's available for me to go fight. There might be Hell Tides that I can go and handle. There's also Grim Favors that I can go and handle. Uh, there's also Nightmare Dungeons. There's also Capstone Dungeons. That alone is a wild variety of things to do. Now, ultimately, are you kind of doing the same things in those things? Yeah, in, in a lot of ways. There's some mix-ups there, but if you go back in time to any of the other previous Diablo games... Your end game, quote unquote, was typically one thing kind of on repeat. It didn't really vary it up. It didn't really switch it up. This, I would say, is in a much better state right now with the, I, my expectation is as this grows, we will probably see more things come along with it in, in future seasons as well. But even for as it is right now, the product that you buy today, I would say that once you get to to level 50 is typically when you're probably wrapping up the game somewhere around there and you're getting into your Paragon levels and you're doing kind of the end game stuff. I think it's a blast. I, I love it. So I'm currently a 67, I believe. And yeah, like what you said, it, it's the gameplay loop is very kind of the same thing. You're essentially kind of doing the same thing, you know, going through a dungeon, finding demons, get to the end, get some loot. Obviously there's like kind of different variations with it. So I know there's been articles of people complaining of like the repetition of it. And I remember saying it a little bit to you. I'm like, yeah, even I'm kind of like, all right, like I'm getting a little bit tired of the repetition a bit as much, but I remember you brought up Aaron of, you know, previous Diablos. Yeah. We, I mean, go back to Diablo two. We would run bail runs, Mephisto yep. runs, and then cow levels. And that was it. That was kind of it. You ran those three, and that's all you did, was basically repeating levels that you already did. I think it was basically the same thing in Diablo 3, but you changed your world tiers. So you yeah. would basically... No, Diablo 3 eventually came out with like those uh, the dungeons yes. where you would like put in a token, and it would alternate the dungeon, which, which they have now. Yes. They're nightmare dungeons in this game. But yeah, they would essentially add like a, a different element. Like something would be exploding, enemies shoot lasers, like something weird. But they would have a ton of world tiers, and that was kind of what you were doing a lot of. And yeah. you still do that in this, although you can only go up to world tier 
four right now. Um, and it has a little bit different way of how you get into those world tiers, but yeah, that, I mean, that, that is the core of Diablo. If, if your complaint is this is a little grindy, well, yeah, that is the game. Like that is the core of the game and you don't get it. If you don't like that, you just don't get Diablo. Which I agree with you, but I'm also going to be and play the devil's advocate here. Like that reference? You, the uh, Diablo's <laughs> advocate? Yeah. The Diablo's advocate here. Boy, I do saying. agree. I think it is very grindy. Like for me at this point, it probably takes hour and a half to two hours. I feel like to level up like, yeah, I'm getting some points. There's like kind of like these weird checkpoints within your level, like as you're leveling up where you get a, a, essentially a paragon point, which is kind of like a skill point. But to actually level up, I feel like it takes about like an hour and a half to two hours. And it's like, that's quite a bit of time. Like, like I said, the final level is level 100 for your character. So yes, I understand Diablo has always been very grindy, but at this point, you know, it's 2023 back in the day when we played Diablo two, there wasn't that many games. So for me, it was like, oh yeah, it's fine to grind because I'm not playing anything else. But here in 2023, like there's so many other games I want to play and so many of the games that are body for my attention that it, 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 this is what kind of is turning me off a little bit with Diablo at this point where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just grinding levels, but I kind of want to play something else now. Like I, I just don't have the attention span like I do back then when you only had Diablo to play. You're getting weak. You are getting weak. I, <laughs> and I'll, Sorry, I do this podcast. I got to play other games. I mean, I, that's fair. That's fair. I don't do a gaming podcast, so I don't have to worry about that. But I will say, like, I want to go back to a previous comment that you made, though, and where you were like, mm, I just don't like Blizzard. I don't like Activision Blizzard. And <laughs> I think that's I think the criticisms are fair. But if you look at the current slate of Activision and Blizzard games right now, the one that is in the absolute far and away best state right now is Diablo. Overwatch is a complete disaster. Call of Duty is a complete disaster. Uh, they're just none of that Sports stuff is franchises right now. disasters. Yes, they're, they're, everything's bad there. So this this has got to be the most complete launch of a video game we have seen in five six years. Like. Oh, I'd say longer. Maybe I fully longer. agree with that, though. Maybe yeah. longer. And so In why, game, I have, honestly. why I, I have way more hope for this game than maybe you do right now, and why I think that why your concerns right now, I'm, I am way more hopeful that those concerns start to get a little bit more solved and interesting as seasons go on. They don't have to fix a whole lot. So moving forward, I don't have... 20 things that I'm like, these guys need to fix before they can even give me new content. Like, they got to fix all these things. Now it's like, yeah, now they're ready to go. I, we haven't seen anything like this before. So I'm way more hopeful that as these seasons start to roll out, we're going to see way more content, way more stuff coming out that opens up what you're doing in this game. I, I'm, maybe I'm naive, but we just haven't seen a successful launch like this of a game. And like you said, it may be a modern gaming at this point. So it's, I'm, I'm, it's got me thinking, oh, yeah, I, then I'm ready to see what's coming. Because already it, you can see the attention to detail. When they, when they were thinking of Endgame, they knew, well, we can't just do one thing over and over again. We have to bring more things into here. We have to bring th more things into the mix. And to me, it mostly works. For the core of what Diablo is, it mostly works. Well, the, my concern, though, of the future, which I agree with, like, yes, this is a, a great game right now. It's very complete. My concern, you know, seasons are about to start soon. 
is this game is going to end up being like Destiny. Like, I loved Destiny, played a bunch of it, but as soon as expansions started to come out, the expansions were very expensive, and that's what I'm afraid. I'm afraid the expansions are going to be like 50 bucks a pop. Like, it's going to be almost the price of a full game. And I'm afraid if I don't keep up with Diablo and keep doing these seasons, if I try to jump back in, I'm just going to be so lost and confused. Because, like, that was my issue with with Destiny. I love Destiny. played a bunch of it. But then after I beat the main game and there wasn't an expansion, I kind of stopped. You know, they had some in-between stuff going on. And now, like, at one point at Game Pass, they had, like, oh, Destiny with, like, all the expansions. And I tried playing it. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Where am I supposed to go? What is going on in this story? Like, I was just so lost. And I'm kind of afraid that might happen with this. I I can only tell you from my example, I obviously stopped playing Diablo 3 for a really long time. And right when Diablo 4 was was announced and it was coming out, I had played two, maybe three seasons of Diablo 3, just kind of going back into it. There were a bunch of new elements to it, but it was not hard to figure out. It was very easy to jump back in and get into it because you understand Diablo. Yeah. As, as far as you... I, I get like, well, I, I played Destiny. Yeah, but Diablo is something you've been playing for decades at this point. And uh, I think you will probably more likely understand Diablo than you would Destiny at this point. I do agree with you, though. I did try Destiny as well. And the holy smokes, it was a mess. I just did not know <laughs> what was going on. Crap, I was going to say something. I don't know. I mean, well, you did I there. Mean, I mean, what, okay, move it on. Yeah, what, what can you say when already the most perfect well, thing was just said right before you? Well, I mean, at one point you basically repeated what I said. So there was that. But that was, you know, minor, <laughs> minor details. Um, but I, I, yeah, really the big, the two biggest complaints that you'll hear or read or see about Diablo is that it's too much of a grind or it's, it's, you know, people or complaining about the people complaining that it's too much of a grind. Like I haven't really heard a single complaint about the gameplay, the loot drops, the, you know, the elements of it, bugs, glitches, nothing. Maybe I've just haven't gone far enough to look for them. I don't know, but Uh, I've heard good amount of complaints about network issues. Well, okay, yeah, because I I know there was I don't remember what the guy's name is, but the one who was like the first guy to hit a hundred in the the server drop. But honestly, I think there was one time I tried to sign in that it just after like five tries I just wouldn't let let me sign in, so I gave up. And I don't know a couple hours later I tried and I was fine. But I've never been kicked out outside of either my own network or again I I think I have had a small handful of like my character got frozen and I had to just quit out and and restart the game. Um, but I don't know. I've, I've had no bad experience with my gameplay. So yeah, I just, I, I think it's that alone says what a complete game it is. And the fact that, yeah. I don't know the, the server issues. Yes. You mentioned, but how many games, and it's kind of just padding onto the perfect release of a game. How many games have actually had zero legitimate major server issues on day one, especially of this capacity, a game that comes out once every 10 years, and people are flocking to it in huge numbers and CFEs. stable. Yeah, sea of Thieves was stable. Yeah, but it didn't. <laughs> sea of Thieves did not have the numbers that Diablo had. I'm sure. Wait, that's not true. Didn't Sea of Thieves have wait times at the beginning? I don't think so. Uh, I think there was in the beta. I, I like vaguely remember there being server issues very early on. I want to say that was in the beta though. 
But it's been so yeah. many You never played the game, Aaron. You got burnt out from the I beta. I got burnt out from the beta. You were burnt beta out. Yeah. You are still burnt out to this day. I, in fairness, in fairness, Sea of Thieves had like three things to do when the game launched. <laughs> and you did them all in the beta. So I legitimately had nothing to do when the game launched. Oh, so here you are defending Diablo where there's like three things to do grind at the end of the game. But Sea of Thieves had three things to do. And you're like, no. That's Did I nothing. say three things? I'm pretty sure I labeled off like seven and I forgot the fields of hatred. So I even forgot one. So make that eight. So nice <laughs> well, try. And Sea of Thieves, though, is the perfect example of what a game can do when it's somewhat bare bones to start, a little bit grindy. And now there's like, I don't want to say too much to do, but you, you can't not do something when you're doing things in Sea of Thieves. There's always just something <laughs> popular. Wow. What there's a quote. Holy smokes. Quote that. <laughs> put it on a t-shirt but there is always like you're just traveling to go to this island but 10 other things are popping up like you've traveled this many miles you've shot this many bananas you've done this many things and there's just always something that you're accumulating even if you're not trying to that's the the sharper way of what i was trying to say you can't not do things when you're doing things and see if thieves <laughs> keith lynch <laughs> yeah, that's a good keith quote i like that <laughs> Um, but, uh, so I wanted to ask you guys, so the big change uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier, Aaron, the big change with Diablo four compared to the other Diablos is this one's a bit more of like kind of an MMO style. It's more open world. You know, it's an always online game. You're just traveling. Usually when you're going from point A to point B, you kind of see other random players going around. How do you think this change worked for Diablo? Uh, To me, it's, I can't think of a negative drawback to it at this point. I think I can. Okay. I, (laughs) I I would say I've when you think about it, right? If you go back to Diablo 2, so that's our heyday, it is a little odd that you just kind of walk out of town and you literally don't run into another living person outside of basically just hordes of demons. To me, this has been a, a little bit fun to kind of run and just see people. It just feels a little bit more lived in. Well, so well, what's your drawback to it? Diablo, th- hold on real quick. Diablo 3 introduced oh. it a little bit, right? With like the, the hub towns, but you didn't see yeah. them in the world, right? I don't think so. I could have sworn you saw them in, in I, I I know. The, the way main I could have sworn you saw people too. Because I, yeah, I thought that was we how you would trade. You could like trade and stuff. But yeah. I, or did it, or did, but or did it just have like a quick match? Maybe. Other than that, though, I, I, I am interested in Aaron's question or the answer to Aaron's question. So please do tell us what is the drawback to it, because I can't think of one. Uh, so my biggest drawback is this is generally, I think, a big drawback when it comes to generally any open world game. So it's kind of the same thing that happened with Halo Infinite. You know, with an open world, you know, it's generally kind of fun. Like, hey, I get to go wherever I want. But what would what ha- what, the big negative when it comes to open worlds are lack of epic set pieces. All of these planes, in my mind, look exactly the same. I'm If I'm going to, it's just snowy, desert, swampy, and that's it. But like when I think about previous Diablos, like the Battle of Mount Area, you're going through and there's catapults going and fires everywhere and you're fighting demons and there's there's barbarians, like random NPCs with you. You know, going through um, Zultan Cool, you're kind of in like a mystical por- like portal land that's like in space. All right. Like you had these really awesome epic set pieces, and here all of them are the same. We're, we're saying two different things here because I think what you were saying is what do you think of the open world? When you say MMO, well, I think of, oh, having a bunch of lived in people in there. Fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it to you if you want to argue because the map is massive and is 
Is the map full of a lot of filler? Absolutely, 100%. Is there a lot of things we haven't seen? No, there's a ton of stuff we've seen a thousand times in Diablo games here. It's it's all very familiar, and so uh, fine, I'll give you that. I'll give you map design is probably larger than it needs to be, and yes, it being wide open maybe changes the element, but I don't think having a bunch of players in the map hurts it. No, that's what I thought. I, I thought you okay, were saying. And that's too. what I was arguing about. Yeah. So I wouldn't say having a bunch of players hurts it. It's well, it's I think just from the design of it, they're they're trying to make these maps open and and interesting, because like you can't have those epic set pieces of you battling through these you know events going on like you did with like Mount Ariat. Like you can't do that when you're having an open world with a bunch of people going around. Like that's always what happens with a MMO open world free to play or not free to play, but open world like MMO type of style of game. You can't create a linear narrative of like an epic like battle going on. So I, I think having the overall players is fine. Like it is kind of nice battling something and someone who's way stronger than me just instantly kills this demon that I'm working on or like doing boss fights or see for me, like the world events and boss fights are very forgettable. They're so generic and kind of rinse and repeat. Like almost every world event is essentially like, Stand in a circle, fight some de- couple waves of demons. There's your treasure. The boss, the world boss fights are big old massive boss. Just don't stand in the animations, and you're good. So like they're they're just kind of okay. And you, I would like more of a epic experience. Well, you were talking like you hate just Diablo series because that's what you sound like right <laughs> now. It sounds like as you've gotten older, you just don't like the Diablo series because what you're complaining yeah, it's about. Yeah, just become is, like an old curmudgeon. It's core Diablo. Here's I I will argue against you though on this and. I admit coming into this, I was a little iffy on the open world design, but now I'm playing it. I'm like, okay, no, this is better. I don't know why after three series of Diablo, you'd want to go to more just standard acts on one map and then having to load out to go to another act to do. Why would you want to do that again? If anything, we'd be arguing, why are we four games into this with the same design? If anything, I feel like this is an actual proper evolution that, to me, mostly works. Because I think how we've played Diablo for years, too, right? We would team up, and typically one person was way overpowered than the others, and he would run everybody through the level. That's how we played it. And this setup, you can be any level. And it all works in the background. You can just go through the game as if nothing's happening. I think that's better. I think that this system is actually a very good evolution, and the right step yeah it's in it is a hundred percent that because now you have a game where you've you're six months in and you finally get your friend to to buy it after his wife gave him permission and you want to <laughs> hop on and play with him but basically all you're doing is going yep all right let's get let's just get you into the the end game and you kind of still are because the end game is the result but like you said aaron is because it adjust for the levels and i think to a certain degrees i think there's caps where you still end up being a little bit over leveled um but but outside of that it's it, it does this adjustment where yeah me at 27 and you at level 10 we're fighting the same level monsters for ourselves and we're getting our loot separately and it's it's seamless and it works and by golly if there is another game that is more seamless with its drop in and drop out for multiplayer i have never yeah. played it because I it, it impresses me almost every time still like Andrew invites me or I invite him and then they're just you're just there it's you didn't move your game doesn't load 
nothing changed in any way, but you're in their game somehow. And it's like, okay, cool. I just, it's, it's, I, it's an awesome thing. I just love it. And I think of, like you said, Aaron, the proper evolution of gameplay and technology. Well, so I want to apologize. I, I, I don't hate Diablo 4. I absolutely love it. No, you yeah, should I apologize. I'm sorry if I sound like I'm, it. I'm, I'm jumping on I, the, like, the pitchforks. I'm just playing the Diablo's advocate here, okay? See, and, like, this is just kind saying, of, like, my own small complaint. You're being Diablo's advocate. You'd be the one trying to defend it. Yeah, that is that's <laughs> a good, that is a good kind of point. A backwards phrase. I, I'm just saying. I I just I just feel like I played through this entire game, and like there wasn't too many moments where I'm like, oh, that was a cool moment. That was a cool set piece. Because like uh, it's just I don't know. I, that's that was also my complaint with Halo Infinite. Like playing through that. Like overall, it's a very fun game. I just felt like it missed those set pieces, and I love those set pieces. Well, so here's where I'm gonna disagree with you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna at least dip my toe in something I hinted at earlier. It's the cutscenes of this game. There there are some that are kind of cutscene-ish, where it's still in game, but it's a little bit better detailed and things kind of move. But then you have the actual cutscenes, like the intro to the game, and you know, like these big moments. Those are gorgeous, and they're they're just these awesome, I don't know, just little clips that that show you the game and, and I don't know, I, I love the cutscenes yeah. and the graphics and those are, that's kind of, I don't know, I guess it's still animated, but sort of what I was thinking when I was thinking of like, Hey, this could be a TV show. Oh, Blizzard's always done a phenomenal job with cutscenes. Yeah. And, and I don't know, like for me in the sense of, and, and I guess you only have really kind of do it once unless you decide to play the campaign, every character you roll is that you, I don't know, you, that makes up for the epic set pieces that I lose in the gameplay of the, the demons fighting in the background and yada, yada, yada. Like those, those were cool moments. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I just, no. it doesn't, I don't care. Yeah. Like Blizzard has always just done a phenomenal job with like cutscenes. Some of the cutscenes too, when you think about it, some of them they have in there, it's kind of like, that was really a pointless cutscene. <laughs> like somebody opening a door, like walking through a field. It's literally like a five second cutscene. But man, it's still just gorgeous. But I will say, like they when they do an action cutscene, like I always love Blizzard's action cutscenes, and the one in this one, especially when you get near the end of like the battle in hell, so good, so awesome, very good. Yeah, like it would be great to have a TV show, but I feel like if they try to do it like computer animated like this, it would just be way too expensive and take way too much time. That's why I feel like they should just do an anime style like Castlevania. But yeah, overall though. The graphics are pretty big change from three to four. I remember when three came out, everyone kind of made fun of it saying, oh, it's super cartoony looking and kind of goofy because two was very gritty. And then three was like, eh, you know, much more brighter, easier to kind of see things. So people were like, oh, this just looks like a, kind of like a children's cartoon, which they made a joke about later on with the secret level. They made a secret cow level kind of, but it was, it was like a, a cartoon world. Yeah, it's like a unicorn level. Yeah, but uh, but so in this one, they went once again back to being gritty, and I love that they went back to a grittier style. I know it turned Liz off when she saw that. She's like, this game just looks gross, but I don't know. It's, when you're playing a game called Diablo, I feel like it's going to be a little gross probably. Maybe, but I think the biggest thing and, and what I think contributes to it is really it's just it's a product of its time. Like Diablo 2, when did that come out? 99, I think. 97 something like uh, that probably. it was like late 90s yeah i think it was 98 the the process you didn't have bright graphics outside of like cartoon graphics you didn't have bright sort of realistic 
Esque as they could be um, in those graphics at that time. Then Diablo 3 came out. It was a PC game, but then when it came out to consoles, it came out on not now next gen, but what? It came out on Xbox One, correct? So it was Mm -hmm. coming out on the current gen, coming out with HDR and all those things like bright and colorful. And that was what you did with the technology at that time. So I I get the criticism of it, but I think it was just like, Hey, we have the ability to do this. That's what we're supposed to do. We're going to do that. Cause I still think it looked very, you know, everything was demonic. It was all the things it was supposed to be, but I did, I was watching a video comparison and like, I think it was the, like the fire dragons that the sorcerers always have. I was like, wow, those do look like yeah, the hydras. Yeah. They look like cartoon snakes and they were like bright orange. So yeah, I can see the brightness, but at the same time, I never thought it was silly. I just thought it was, it, I don't know. I just, it, it didn't change anything it, for me. If you ever want to see like a funny graphical comparison, the one that sticks out to me the most is look at the character selection page between yeah. Diablo four and to Diablo three. It's not even just that it's like brighter and almost cartoonier. The level of detail between these two games is crazy. Um, when you see your character selection page, like even just looking at the fabric, looking at the armor, and then you look, and it's like it's like basically just flat. Like everything looks flat on uh, Diablo Three, and I was like, you know, you you, you don't realize it at the time. Because I, I don't remember criticizing graphically what Diablo 3 looked like. I mean, obviously, Diablo 4 looks great. Um, and it's crazy because it runs good on just about everything, too. When we go back to, like, a perfect launch, um, it just runs great on everything. Um, so it's it's it, it's crazy that it looks as good as it does and it runs as good as it does as well. Yeah. Um. And then another thing I feel like they actually did a really good job with is the audio. Oh, so yeah. I, I generally feel like, you know, Blizzard's always done a really good job with the Diablo audio. It, they usually, like when you're in town, it usually has some really kind of melancholic music, really kind of just depressing, but also just very moody. But I remember you were the first one to point it out in a text of, you played this with a headset and you were like, the music's fantastic. And I didn't realize it until I started focusing on it. I was like, man, this is really good. Yeah, the the score in this. I don't typically notice scores in games. There's only a few that will get me. Uh, Battlefield 1 is one of them that gets me. Um, but this is one that, yeah, I, I'll catch the score in some, especially in some of the capital cities. And it's like, man, this is so good. Um, but even just the sounds of demons, some of the sounds of, of, I was hacking up some zombies or something like that. And the sounds they were making as they were dying, especially with a headset on, I was like, oh, man, that is juicy. And I was like, that is <laughs> that is some good audio right there. Uh, I did not realize this. Uh, Diablo 3 won a bunch of awards for their audio design in Diablo 3. So for all of Diablo 3's faults, uh, apparently it was highly regarded for its audio. Um, and I didn't realize that. And uh, Diablo 4 is is, I think, right in line with that. Yeah, I just well, it, I think there's something that it's it's almost like a, a like a Pavlovian response is like the rhythmic. Just going back even to Diablo two, the rhythmic sounds of your attacks and like you just you almost know how without looking at mana or whatever resource you have, mm. like you just know how to attack because you can hear it and you can time it. It's just I don't know. There's something that's special about Diablo in that aspect too. And this game captures it just as perfectly as any other one does. And uh, if you're if you're interested, 
there actually is a official Diablo 4 original soundtrack on Spotify. So if you want to listen to all the soundtrack, it actually is there. And it actually looks like they have all the Diablos. Interesting. Diablo 2. I think that's made by a random person, though. (laughs) But there's at least an official Diablo 4 soundtrack, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, I I think they did a great job with the audio, especially, yeah, once again with the cutscenes. But yeah, what about the achievements? What do you guys think of the achievements for Diablo 4? I mean, I think they're pretty basic. It's just kind of like do the things with all the characters, beat the game. There's a couple like difficult ones, you know, like with hardcore mode and stuff, but they're actually yeah, all very the one for hardcore. You just got to get to level 50 with hardcore, which is that's tough, but yeah, tough, but at least somewhat attainable. I would, I would guess if you have put enough yeah. hours in the game and you know what you're doing, but yeah, I, I think largely that, I don't know, it's, they're a time sink for sure. It's not an achievement hunters game, yeah. but they're all very attainable achievements. Yeah, I, a bunch of the, uh, uh, there's a handful of the achievements that are very class specific. So I guess if you were trying to 100% this thing, um, obviously the hardcore stuff would be the most challenging part of it, but you would have to be going back and starting new characters. Um, I think really to get through a lot Which, of those. Yeah, I'll do over the, the class specific ones aren't bad though. Yeah, no, they're easy. They're easy. But, but if, if that's what you wanted to do, you would be restarting over as new characters once you kind of complete one of those characters. So it's not, I'm it's, not, I'm not super worried about it because our, at least my plan is each season, I'll just go start a new character and I will go start, you know, as something I, I haven't played yet. So I, my thought is I'll probably get through most of those. I, I, there's no way I'm touching the hardcore ones. There's just no way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I may, I may at some point in my, in my You're Diablo crazy. career. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know that I would ever sink too much time into it. Cause I think I would get to like a level 38 and then I would die. And I, I don't know. I, th- I think I might just cry, but um, yeah, I don't, I, 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 I doubt it works in hardcore and, I don't know if you're listening to this, you probably know, I guess. But I think one of the coolest things that we kind of breezed over on gameplay is the addition of the fact that once you beat the campaign, you can just skip the cam- campaign with any character that you want and create at that point. Yeah. And I think that's just a huge, it, it's it's a huge comeback for the game and, and such a good addition. And it just adds on to the list of things that I go to. Like They improved and they have just made Diablo better in every way, I think, in Diablo 4. Yeah, which is a nice feature because honestly, I think this is the longest campaign. Oh, there. easily. I mean, it's six cha- six chapters as it stands, and I don't think there's a single game that's six chapters with expansions. I think four. I think what? four was normally where they ended. Yep, and then you'd have yeah. like a fifth for an expansion. Then the expansion was the fifth. Yeah. So yeah, six in itself, and I mean, you can you could stretch it that I think two of them are, are kind of probably an hour or less to play, but nonetheless, there if if you don't go through them directly they you could you could conceivably put 35 hours into the game just before you beat the campaign but anyway i think we've talked enough diablo 4 here let's get into our final thoughts uh, i apologize if it did sound negative I, I i was just you know like i said being the devil's advocate here there's, there's just some things that i'm just kind of like yeah you know at this you know i probably like 80 hours of gameplay in now i'm kind of like yeah okay like some of these things that i'm more seeing that i'm like yeah this is kind of annoying me a little bit but all that to say like I said, I think I'm like 80 hours, but if you told me, I would have thought I put five hours in this game. I have played a ton of this game. Um, oh, we never got in the fun, interesting story of uh, how Keith originally made me lose Diablo 4. 
I mean, the same way. Uh, I don't know if we should talk about that on the podcast. Not that anyone of importance. Well, uh, that's not. Nope. I don't want to say anyone of importance. You're all important. Every one of you is important. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone who would get us in trouble listens to this. But I don't, I don't think we need but to I guess, about that. I guess I could have gone back to Aaron's question of how many times I've bought a Diablo game. And I made so that technically, joke. I guess I bought Diablo 4 twice. I made that <laughs> joke. You guys, have you have either of you listened to a word I've said on this podcast? You have both repeated my words. You've taken my jokes. I hate you both. <laughs> no, I, I generally don't listen to you, Keith. I don't blame you. I don't listen to most of what uh, I say. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like I said, Diablo 4, though, is a just a very, 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 very fun time. Uh, if you are playing on a console, it's couch co-op. It's very easy to do. You know, you, whoever just owns the game just signs in the console and you'll still need another person with an Xbox Live account, but they literally just press start in a controller and create a character and it just, it works so well. Like, uh, I, we didn't mention enough of actually how great the couch co-op is in this game. It's, I think overall, this game works so well with the controller. Like, obviously we played a bunch with a mouse and keyboard, but I prefer generally just kind of playing on a controller now. I think it's just works so well, but yeah, Diablo is just, it's a ton of fun. The story itself, you know, it's not going to be groundbreaking, you know, especially if you haven't played in the Diablo games. Like I said, it's it's very kind of a generic story, but the gameplay and the gameplay loop is just so addictive. It is a constant drip feed of getting stronger, getting better loot. And when you see that epic loot drop, the feeling of just euphoria of, oh, what's this new thing? It's so shiny. I'm going to get stronger. It's this gameplay loop is just addictive. It's, it's a very addictive game. Uh, but you know, like I said, of my few complaints that I have the open world, I missed kind of the epic set pieces of the game. Uh, but it's still, this game is easily still a 95 for me. I have a ton of fun with Diablo. So don't listen to a word. Andrew says he's a liar. He hates it. All he's going to do is complain about it when he gets off this episode. But I uninstalled the game right now as you, I speak. The the funny thing is Andrew actually has not played a minute of Diablo. He just watched <laughs> watched a ton of videos and just YouTube. He's just complaining about it. But Can I someone buy me the game, please. But I like Andrew. I love Diablo Four. Um, I I love everything about it. It's it's just so much fun. Um, as as Andrew restated from my my prior statement that you know. You could you could have told me I put half as much time into this game as I did, and I I wouldn't have believed it until I saw it with my own two eyes, because it's just it's so easy to burn hours into this game, and I and Andrew will probably light me up for this one, but I it's sort of Diablo is what built my love for roguelikes that just rinse and repeat of run a dungeon incrementally increase and upgrade my stats and then do it all over again and infinitely repeat until I'm, I guess, bored with the game. Um, but yeah, it, I, I love getting that one new item that has 10 more attack points and then I got to go out and try it. And then I'm halfway through a thing and I'll, I'll play it more. And it's just, it, it's everything I wanted. And so I'm very happy with the product. And I, I, I mean, I, I'm glad I do this podcast, but Man, it's gotten into my Diablo time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I would go just to, just to go above Andrew because he hates the game so much and he made up a fake score. I'm gonna say 96. 
This is the thing that sucks is the fact that Andrew like was the most negative on this game and still gave it a ninety five should just completely <laughs> discredit everything he just said. Like you that's make insane. it seem like I dumped on this game. I'm just, I'm just these are the few minor complaints gosh, I have. I'm I'm sorry. About the com- I have an opinion. Emails we're gonna have to field. Just people being like, why does Andrew hate video games now? Is he going to continue doing this podcast? Are you guys okay? Like, it's going to be a mess. So my, if if you know me, uh, one thing that I hate is I hate slaves to nostalgia. Like, I hate just people that are so nostalgic for something, they, they kind of can't see outside of it. And I have to ask myself now, it's been... 15, maybe 16 days since the launch of Diablo at this point. Um, And would I say this is the perfect Diablo game, right? A slave to nostalgia would say no. It it was Diablo 2. Diablo 2 is the the best Diablo game. I, I would say this is the perfect Diablo game. I think it is the perfect evolution of what Diablo needs to be. I have... Some minor gripes of things that I would love in Diablo 2 that I would love to see here, but those oh, are... Oh, that's all roast Aaron. You those already are, have something negative to those say. Are, that's are constructive so minor. feedback. I, thank you, Aaron. It for, is constructive feedback. Really and I just said this is the way. perfect Diablo game. So your um, score is 100. No, I said it's the perfect Diablo game. I didn't say it was the perfect game. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, this... this I, I, there's, I mean, obviously you've heard me all podcast long you know the reasons why i like it i'm giving it a 96 as well i'm gonna tie it with keith suck it andrew i can't believe andrew's score was so low man seriously just trashes the game yeah it's awful uh just one point below you guys but uh yeah if you are playing and you want to join us we of course made a clan game pass grab bag four words so feel free to join us you know on quite a bit you know, even when this record releases, you know, probably still be playing it a bunch. But uh, yeah, if you have any game suggestions, please go to GamePassGrabBag.com. All our links are there. You can reach it us any way you want. Tell me that, you know, my constructive criticism is valid and you guys are just being jerks. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, we would love to hear your game suggestions. If you want us to check out any other games on Game Pass Grab Bag, or if you want us to check out any games on Game Pass, I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952. And uh, Keith doesn't have an interesting outro, so Aaron, why don't you go next? Where can people find you? All right, so if you uh, are mildly amused by the sound of my voice, you can always check me out at the Screen Test Podcast. Uh, That is a podcast about really anything on a screen. I say that, but we don't talk video games. We do talk uh, TV shows. We do talk a lot of movies. Uh, we do reviews of the most important movies of all time, like Surf Ninjas. Uh, we just recently did an episode where we broke down the all-time greatest action heroes currently uh, in movies right now. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Screen Test Pod. Um, and I you know, post things on every once in a while. Keith will retweet it every once in a while, so it's great. I do. I, I, try, to, I try to get the word out there on, on Screen Test. I'm still waiting for my invite, but you know. Just, just one day, one day. Wait, wait. You know what? I think we should set something up here soon. We should set something up here soon. You can do that Nicholas Cage crossover episode when uh, uh, Nick Cage comes to you. Dead by Daylight. Oh, now we're talking. That's what yeah, because I'm, I'm always down for doing another uh, Nick Cage episode. A Nick Cage episode is always a a, a a fan favorite. I don't know if I could think of a greater honor than being able to be part of a a, a classic Nick Cage episode. It would be great. 
It'd be a treasure, a national treasure. <laughs> well, duh, yeah, that's exactly what it would be. Gosh, I hate Andrew so much. <laughs> Do you have an outro, Keith, or is that it? Uh, no, that was it. Um, I just, your outro is that you wish you were on another podcast. Yeah, I mean, that, basically, your outro, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are looking Perfect. for a third. Uh, you know, I'll send you my resume. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> All righty, then. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us. We love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye.